You're watching well, Moment of Truth. It is May 17th, 2022. And with us this evening is me. <laughs> Sorry, it's what you get. Brother Chris Cannon and Pastor Wayne Lott. Uh, Chris Cannon from First Baptist Church, Troy. Wayne Lott from Grant Chapel Baptist Church. And uh, at some point, we'll have Harlan join us. He said he was having some technical issues. Uh, Roy could not be here this evening. So I'm done, Chris. You go for it. You take you, you can't keep that momentum going. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see. Where was I before I stepped all over Thomas's fingers? We should have <laughs> talked about that. I guess. We should have stated who says what, you know. We're yeah, unscripted. Yeah. Unscripted. Unscripted. We're good at that. So, uh, all right. Well, here we go. So last week, you know, we started talking about, you know, what are some of the realities that every believer experiences from that moment that you trust Christ as your Savior? What is What becomes true about you? And I, I think, Thomas, you and I were messaging earlier, and we said that we would call say that these were assurances that every believer in Jesus Christ possesses. And I think just to get us started with a scripture passage that really, I think, kind of encapsulates what happens when we trust Christ as our Savior— um, a lot. This one will be very familiar to to a lot of you. It's Second Corinthians chapter five and verse seventeen and uh, eighteen. So then, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. What is old has passed away. Look, what is new has come. And all these things are from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ, and who has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And so the very first thing that happens when we trust Christ as our Savior, the Scriptures tell us, is that we are a new creation. What was old, in other words, our, our life before Christ, is gone. And what is new has come. We are, we are new creations, and all of that comes from the Lord Himself. And um, so then the question, though, is when that happens, when, when 2 Corinthians 5.17 happens in our lives, what is true of us? What kind of things have come into our lives, maybe that we're not aware of? And so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. And so I've kind of gotten started. Wayne, you want to jump in? You got anything churning around in your mind there? Always. Always. <laughs> you know, I, that's the foundation scripture uh, of uh, uh, a believer being converted uh, to Christ. That, that's, that's the foundation. I think that's the, the one that we really stand on because... Um, uh, from that point on, we have a clean slate. You know, uh, like uh, we were talking about a week before last, I think it was, there's no condemnation in the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been bought with a price. So everything that we did prior is is no longer relevant. And, th and that's good to know, isn't it? Because we've we done some stuff. But the blessing is, is that now we have a hope. We have a hope and and, 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 and and by us having a hope, knowing that we've been justified through the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. Now we've been redeemed back to God. So in other words, we free now. We we free to live as Christians, but 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 we gotta do the right thing. We still gotta live right. But the blessing is that long as we um uh accept Jesus Christ and 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 um uh Believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is the Son of God and the true, you know, and He been He been uh, crucified and and all that. We 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 are a new creation in Christ, and uh, you know, and that's I think that's that that's just a good a good feeling, you know. And everybody have a different experience, but you know, I, I think all believers can say that 
they have a reassurance now, you know. Good word, good word. Right. So um, as we move forward, I I did some digging online, and this this mm -hmm. this kind of was a thought in the back of my head. There was a a theologian who is uh, with the Lord now, but his name was Lewis Ferry Schaefer, and um, he had he had written a part of one of his commentaries. It was something like. 30, 30 assurances that every believer ha has. And so he had this list of things he pulled just right out of the scriptures. Well, there's another gentleman that I, I don't know this guy, but I'm kind of looking at a list that he compiled um, in a similar fashion. His name is Grant Richardson. And um, I'm just going to kind of look, kind of work through some of these. He, he's compiled a really good list. And he starts with the fact that when we trust Christ as Savior, instantly, we are in the eternal plan of God. And he cites Romans chapter 8, 29 and 30. What I'd like to do real quick is if I can, I want to read Romans chapter 8 and start in verse 28 and go down through 30. Because I, this is a powerful bit of scripture right here that's true of every believer. It says, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And a lot of times we just stop right there. But if we keep going, it says, because those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Those he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he justified, and those he justified, he glorified. And what we discover from this wow. passage is that all the way from eternity past, God saw every believer and when we trust Christ as Savior, we enter into this grand eternal plan of God. And so and so in an instant, by grace through faith in Christ, we are a part of God's plan. And, you know, from Romans 8, 28, we know that one of the great benefits is that we can know that God takes all things and works them together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So, number one, we enter into the eternal plan of God. That's good to know. I mean, that's, wow. You know, I mean, you you almost make me want to just run and shout on that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, because the, the I think I think when you really grasp what Jesus done for you, and now he paid a price that we couldn't pay ourselves. He, we couldn't pay it. And 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 like that old song that my grandmother and them used to sing. That if I had ten thousand tons, I couldn't think him enough. Why? Because he'd been just that good, and and I think uh, 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 when we start living in Christ, not saying that we're not gonna have no problems, because you're sure we have problems, but we still be able to overcome them problems. Why? Because we have a, a hope now, and we have something to look forward to, and and that's that that that's been an eternal uh, uh, having that eternal home with. With uh, Jesus, I, I I know uh, Paul Paul said uh, if this earthen house, this tabernacle be dissolved, I have a building, a building not made with hands eternal in the heavens. Paul had a hope. He he knew that if 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 he, if he was to cease from living uh, uh, on on the earth, he have a, a place to go. He have a home, and and uh, that's why I come. He said, rejoice when all these things come up against us. You know, we got to find the good, the good, the good side of any, or anything that we go through. Because yes, it might feel bad at first, but it's a good side to it. 
And uh, uh, and the good thing is that knowing that we we suffer, our suffering is not in vain in the Lord. Why? Because we have that hope now. And that that's a blessing in itself. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, like like you like you were saying, you know, to to jump and shout, to be to be involved in the eternal plan of God, to know that the things in my life are not random. The things God does are not by accident. They don't catch him by surprise. That there is a plan, and that as I follow Christ and as I, and as I walk in His will, that I'm getting in on that plan on a daily basis. And you know, there are some days I don't understand. I don't understand the direction the plan is going, how it's going to work out. Or what's going to happen, but I can know that because by grace through faith in Christ, God's got it, and I can trust Him to lead me as I follow Him. That's right. Mm. And, and you know, and you know what else, Chris? I think, I think, uh, uh, in terms, I think that a, a lot of Christians, when they when they uh, uh, accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, uh, I think a lot of times when they fall short. They they just feel like they let Je- they let Jesus down, but not so. The blessing is now if I fall short because my Bible says that Jesus when he when he when he laid his life down on the cross when he gave up the ghost, the Bible says he died for our past, present, and future sins. So it's paid in full. Everything is paid for. So so that's the blessing. It that's just like going into a store. They say you can get anything off a shelf. Anything, anything you want, just, just pick it up. And when you get to when you get to the register, you go to get your card, and you go to swipe it. They say, "No, you don't have to pay nothing because it's paid in full. It's paid in full, and that's a blessing in itself, you know. And and just knowing that I've, I've been justified uh, through Jesus Christ. Now, you know, I have a hope, and I I I, I might fall short sometime, you know, but. Well, my wife say uh, uh, more times than often because <laughs> I don't do exactly what she say all the time. But God is good. But at the end of the day, knowing that even if I fall short, uh, I can get up and start from a new start from a fresh right there. And Jesus, Jesus will still accept me. So that's a blessing in itself. Mm, it is. It is. Looks like. Pastor Harlan Haynes was able to join us. Hey, finally, I tell you what, when you turn a computer off and you try to turn it on, then all of a sudden it tries to update everything. It's, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been listening. Uh, Kathy's got it going on in the living room. Look, got y'all on. And so I was listening to y'all. And all I can say is just preach it, man. Preach it. <laughs> well, you know, when, when I saw you come on and I noticed your, 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 your shirt you have on, I thought you was Joseph. With the shirt with the coat of many colors, I thought something might have happened. <laughs> the shirt of many colors. Uh, just yeah, but God is good. In the backyard. <laughs> uh, well, well, I think that your grocery store illustration is a great segue to the second um, assurance that we receive mm-hmm. at salvation is that we are redeemed. Mm-hmm. And you yes. know, this concept of, of redeemed, the, the purchasing price has been paid. And, um, you know, the scripture here over in Romans chapter eight, verse 23, not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit and that's of the Holy Spirit. uh, Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our bodies. And that that in this life now, you know, our, our adoption is a spiritual reality. It happened at the moment we trusted Christ. It's, it's sealed, it's signed, it's secured. You know, we talked last week, we're part of the family and we can't be unadopted. 
But this scripture tells us there's an aspect of our adoption and the redemption of our body that we're still waiting for when we are perfected and we are in the presence of Jesus. That's that's pretty profound. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I think in that, you know, we are redeemed. It, It is a fact. It is not we are in the process of being redeemed, you know, that, well, I'm deciding if I'm going to do or not. We have been redeemed. It is something that is a take it to the bank. It's a for sure. Uh, it's something we cannot lose. I think folks, uh, uh, you know, as, and as y'all been talking about in the uh, uh, security of the believer, surety of salvation, the surety of our redemption, uh, God is paid. It, the price, whatever the price was, which was the price of his son, he paid it. Mm-hmm. We've been redeemed. He doesn't go back and say, hey, I won't take this guy back. I want my money back. You know, that we we have that assurance. Mm, yeah, I think a great follow up verse to what you're saying there. Romans 324 being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, the concept that like Wayne, you pointed out earlier, we have been justified. God has made the declaration that we are right with him and our redemption was sealed and completely done by Jesus at the cross. Mm hmm. You, you know, uh, like on yesterday, I'm talking about yesterday, but Sunday I preached about um, uh, the building blocks of life and death and, and talking, about, talking about the words that we speak, uh, uh, we, we either speak life or death uh, over our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that just reminds me how God is so good that God has given us the power to speak uh, 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 life or death in any situation. I mean, even our lives uh, uh Cause your body reacts to the words that come out your mouth. Right. And, um, I feel that by us being justified. And when Jesus said on the cross, he said, it's finished. You know, he said, you know, he said he, he gave up the ghost. Once he gave up the ghost, he, he had done everything that his father had told him to do. Now we have that, that the best insurance policy that anybody could ever have, you know, like, like, like Chris was just saying, now we have by us being justified. And by being adopted into the family uh, uh, of Christ, it, uh, because we believe now, what better insurance policy? To, because you know, I'd rather have insurance if something happened than not to have it, and something happened. Does that make sense? You know, because uh, we see a lot of times here on this earth, we see people that they let the insurance they they let the insurance lapse, and when they let it lapse. They don't overcover it. But if you're in Christ Jesus and you stay in him, we have the best insurance policy because if something happens, we're good. We're good regardless. You know, we're good because the Bible says that, like, like Paul say, you know, if, if this body, if this body gone, if this body be dissolved, I have a building, a building not made with her hands, just like Chris was saying, we've been justified back to Christ. So when we leave here, we have a home. We have a home. And not to abruptly change the subject, did we lose Harlan, Thomas? We, we have briefly. We have briefly. Okay. So. Well, we did have some technical difficulties. We've had on. another update. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yes, good word, Wayne. Uh, good word, yes. And what I love is all of those, you know, they come out in English as a past tense verb, you know, mm-hmm. redeemed justified, glorified. And from God's perspective, 
all of these things are done. And I, and I think what we're getting at here is that at the moment of salvation, these things are done. And that I, I don't know if we often, you know, think about it in those terms, but that's what's going on there. And so from God's perspective, we are not there yet, but as good as there yet, if I could put it that way. And that, that that's a really comforting thing. That's right. That's right. We, we, we sing a song, Kyle, I'm on the right road now because I gave it to Jesus. You know, and uh, my mother and them, they used to sing a song called The Storm Is Almost Over. And, and, and they say, I can see the sun peeping through the clouds. And like you say, we're not there yet, but I have a hope because I can see where I'm going. I'm in line. As long as I'm in line with God's word, I'm on the right track. And even if, like I say, even if I fall short, you know, we're we good, you know. But God's word teach you how to love everybody. It teach you how to love everybody. Isn't that good to know that that by you by you having it's it's not you. It's the God in you that you can love everybody, you know, and and don't have no hidden agendas. So that's a blessing in itself. And like you said, uh, we've been redeemed. My definition of redeemed is brought back, brought back to God. Because of what Adam done was a separation, but Jesus brought us back to Him. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, you know, that's I, I, I'm gonna give you this little story. I remember when I was younger, and I, I went against my parents, and they told me, and I knew what was going to happen. I knew what was going to happen if I went against them, but I did it anyway. But it was consequences that I had to pay, you know. And they told me, they said, well, if, 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 if you don't come in at a certain time, you're going to get locked out. I said, uh. So I think it was like five past the time I supposed to come in, I got locked out. And they would not open the door. So my, my mother talked to me that morning. She said, you know what? She said, I wanted to open the door, but, 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 but you wouldn't have learned your lesson if I did. Mm. You know? So she had to give me some tough love. Mm-hmm. And I think Jesus give us tough love too. Although we are Christians, because the Bible says God chastens those in whom He loves. If He have He have to correct you sometimes. Sometimes we have to we get out of line. He have to He have to bring us back in line. He there's a lot of different ways that He do it in. Some some of us some of us have to go through more than others. But He do it for the best. He because He's looking out for our best interests. You know. So that's the blessing. And by you being in Christ, just because you're in Christ don't mean you can just do what you want to do because you can't, you know. Yeah. Well, that's Wayne. You are, you are the man with the segues tonight because our, our third one is that we are reconciled. And you mentioned being brought, you know, the sin in the garden, separation through Jesus. There's reconciliation in 2 yeah. Corinthians 5 and uh, starting in verse 18. Um Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. And so, you know, through Jesus, the way back into fellowship with the father was made possible and we who have been reconciled and brought back have also been given a ministry by the Lord. And that is of calling people into reconciliation with the Lord through faith in Jesus. 
Yeah, really, that's what verse 20 that you didn't get to there basically talks about. We are God's ambassadors. I think, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ since God is making his appeal through us. You know, we, mm -hmm. we uh, plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And uh, Chris, as you said, that is our job. That is mm -hmm. our whole job as a Christian. In fact, that's mm -hmm. our whole job in life. Now, we all do different things to make a living, if you will, to support that job. But that should be our main job in life is is the word of reconciliation to others, to bring others to to have peace with God. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and I always think a great uh, picture of this is, you know, when Jesus was crucified and that giant curtain that separated the, the people from the Holy of Holies in the temple was torn from top to bottom. And what better picture could God have given than to, than to tear that, you know, just himself by his own power to mm -hmm. say to us, you know, that separation and that barrier, rather, it's, it's been removed and God himself removed it. And the way is open for anybody who wants to have fellowship with the living God. The way is open. Nothing stands in the way if we're willing to come through the person of Jesus Christ and faith in him. Amen. Amen. And, and I think, as you said, Chris, it's through Christ. And in this, in these verses here in 2 Corinthians, how many times was it through Jesus, in Jesus? Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. is the way of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. There is no mm -hmm. other way. It's not good works. It's not, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, it's only through Jesus. Through Christ. Right. Mm. You know, I, I was thinking about when 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 uh, Chris was talking, I was thinking about um, uh, Cornelius, how how Jesus used Cornelius to show Peter that he was bringing the Gentiles in, and um, how Peter said that he he knew he was hungry, but he he wouldn't eat, and he said, "I don't eat nothing unclean," and uh, that's when the the Lord had him see that vision of that. The, the sheep that fell from heaven with the four corners and all kind of animals and stuff is running across the sheep and everything and the Lord say uh, never say nothing that I created is unclean and and and, 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 and he was talking about the people and what what I love about that story is that uh, we've been like we've been justified we've been brought back we've been we've been adopted into this thing and I, and I, I'm so grateful that God saw fit to uh, even before the foundations of the world was created. He, 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 he looked all through these generations, all through this time. And he looked and he seen us hmm. because he knew that uh, that that what was going to happen, what, was, what had to be done and what would be done in order for us to be able to come with him. Because the Bible says that God desires for no man to be lost. Hmm. That's his desire. But he also gave us free will. Yeah, and I think Wayne, you know, as you're doing that, he gave us that free will. And you know, Chris, as you were talking too, I thought, you know, the curtain uh, in the temple being torn in two, that God removed the barrier. Who was it who put the barrier there? It was us through our sin, and uh, we and we couldn't remove any that barrier. Uh, God had to remove it, uh, and I think that's so important because God wants whether or not people believe it or not, God wants to be reconciled to us. God wants mm -hmm. there to be, be, be peace. He wants it so bad, 
he sent his own son to die. And man, that, that right there just tells me how much God loves me, how much he wants to have peace with me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It makes me think, and I wish I could remember the reference, but it's a passage where Paul is talking about, um, I think sharing the gospel and calling people into fellowship with Christ. And he says, um, he says, we, we plead with you. And it's a really strong word that he uses there. And he says, it's, it's as if Christ himself mm. is pleading, begging through us to you, come and be reconciled. I, I don't know the verse reference, but that's the gist of it. But it's a, it's a powerful yeah. thought the the desire, the, the heart of God for people to come into fellowship with him. Yeah. You say, I beseech you, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is not like you say. That's a that's a that's a strong word right there. I beg he he was he was using some some he was stressing that word firmly to the people that how important it was for them to come to Christ. And like the Bible say, turn to the Lord while you yet have time. Come come now, because it's gonna come time when when God is not gonna incline His ear to you. But we we have a choice right now. We have a choice right now to do. Uh, what Jesus wants us to do, because the Bible says this. Jesus said, and, and He said, when if we deny Him, He gonna deny us in front of His Father because He don't know us, and if He don't know us because He don't have a relationship. If you if you don't have a relationship with somebody, you don't know them. Yeah, simple as that. True, and you know, and I'm seeing that you know that beseech. I'm gonna see Paul on his knees, his hands together, mm-hmm. just please, you know, I beseech mm-hmm. you. And, and as you said that, Wayne, my thought was, when's the last time I got on my knees and begged someone to come to know Christ as Savior? Mm-hmm. You know, when's the last time anybody d- did? You know, that's uh, uh, that right there. That hits home. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And, and, you know, to to get on our knees and beg with the Lord to to bring somebody to faith in Christ and calling out to him and in that earnest, you know, nature of prayer there. That's it. Uh, Thomas, you got you've been quiet there. I know we got about a minute. Uh, Any thoughts? Uh, Well, uh, I I would say this uh, and coming from my perspective is it it, becoming when you're born again, it's not a, it is a, it is transformative for you as you interpret what has happened to you, but what you receive is instant. And I think that's the, the thing is if you, and I hate to use this example, but it's the first thing that popped up. You know, if I get a gym membership at uh, Planet Fitness, um, I have access to everything in that Planet Fitness right then. But I may take may take me a while to learn how to get around the get around the systems, you know, to get around what they have and to understand what's available to me. And as Christianity is the same thing, is you immediately have all this available to you as soon as you become saved, as soon as you accept Christ. It's going to take you time to understand and under and, and understand what's happened, but it's available then. I think that's, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that, that, that. That right there is it. And I'm just thinking, man, if I got a membership to Planet Fitness, what a waste of my money. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, that right there, that's a good way. That's a good way to close it all out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I tell you what, Chris, as we do close this out, uh, why don't you maybe uh, uh, lift up a prayer? And then for folks who maybe something was said here that touches on their heart of that, I want what 
has been talked about. And, and as Wayne said today, now's the time to make that decision because you never know when you cannot do it again. And so why don't you just lift up in prayer for folks? Sure. Lord, we come to you this evening and just thanking you for some good time of fellowship and, uh, and looking at these scripture passages and, and just learning these realities that are true of every believer at the moment of salvation. And, and Lord, I, I just, I love the illustration Thomas shared that we have access to so much and a lot of it we, we don't really maybe know or understand and, but through studying your word and, and, and Lord, through, through growing in that, we can learn and, and learn how to, how to use those things and, and be better followers of Jesus. And I, and I pray that, Lord, for, for a, you know, believers who, who may watch this and, and that their appetite would be stimulated to go and, and discover these things and, and, and learn what's true of them. And maybe if somebody, uh, Lord, comes across this and watches and they're not a believer and this is all new to them, I ask that you would just, just – uh, just prick them in their heart and they would desire to know Jesus because he desires to know them and be in relationship with them. Father, we love you. We ask for your guidance this week and you continue to enable us to, to walk in your will. And I thank you for these men that I get to spend time with every week. They're, they're good, godly men. They love you and, and I love them and I'm grateful for them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, glad to have everybody watching us. Uh, Kathy, I'll be in the living room in a little bit.